Good afternoon and welcome to Aging Matters on Arlington Independent Media's community radio station, WERA Arlington 96.7 FM. I'm Cheryl Beversdorf, your host. Medicare is our country's government health insurance program for people over age 65, and it provides insurance coverage for hospital and medical services and approved prescription drugs. The Medicare enrollment period, which ends December 7th, is the annual opportunity for Medicare beneficiaries to evaluate their current coverage and determine what changes may be needed to meet their needs. Today, my guest is Michelle Thomas, coordinator of the Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program, also known as VICAP, which provides counseling to Medicare beneficiaries and their families. Michelle is going to provide information about the Medicare program and why the Medicare open enrollment season is so important. She'll also tell you about VICAP services and how counselors can help beneficiaries with Medicare-related issues. So welcome, Michelle, and thank you for joining me today. Good morning, Cheryl. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, always appreciate having you on the show, and it's always good to get an overview of Medicare, in case we've got some new listeners. So explain to us, what is Medicare? What are the different types of Medicare A, B, C, and D, and and who qualifies for the program? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Uh, Medicare is a federal government health insurance that helps millions of older adults and persons with disabilities pay for their health care It's available to individuals, regardless of their income, the state of their health, or where they live nationwide. Uh, Medicare beneficiaries can receive insurance benefits to cover things uh, for the hospital, medical services, and approved prescription drug coverage, which leads me to um, the other part of your question regarding the types of Medicare. So Medicare Part A covers the hospital insurance. It helps to pay for inpatient care in a hospital or limited time at a skilled nursing facility. Medicare Part B is in boy, covers medical insurance, helps to pay for services from doctors and other healthcare providers that are related to outpatient care, home health care, durable medical equipment, and some preventative services. Medicare Advantage also known as Medicare Part C, as in CAT, includes all benefits and services covered under Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. It can include prescription drug coverage, but it doesn't always. And then there are additional benefits such as vision, hearing, and dental that are bundled together in one plan. Medicare Part D, as in drug or David, helps to cover the cost of prescription drugs. And there are additional financial assistance programs that we will probably talk about a little bit later to help individuals pay for out-of-pocket costs and expenses. Generally, Medicare is available for individuals that are 65 years of age and older and younger with disabilities and people with end-of-stage renal disease, permanent kidney failure, and um, it's also available to individuals with Lou Gehrig's disease as well. Individuals can get Medicare Part A at age 65 without having to pay for it if they've been receiving retirement benefits from Social Security or the Railroad Retirement Board. And then uh, if they're eligible to receive Social Security benefits 
they do not have to uh, pay any additional fee for Medicare Part A as an apple. And then if an individual has a kidney disease or a kidney trans, if they're a kidney transplant patient, they fall under the same category. So an individual um, can be entitled to Social Security or Railroad Retirement Board disability benefits for 24 months if they have Lou Gehrig's disease, which is something that's good to know. And Michelle, obviously, uh, many of our listeners are getting close to 65. Talk more about why it's important to enroll in Medicare before turning 65. Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked me this question because we do receive a good amount of calls from individuals who may have enrolled late and hence be um, exposed to what's called the late enrollment lifetime penalty. So an individual has a seven-month window to enroll in Medicare Part A as an Apple, B, C, and or D. If they're not automatically enrolled into Medicare by Social Security Administration, uh, they may want to consider uh, enrolling in Medicare coverage at the month of when they turn 65. So there's that uh, seven-month window, three months prior to their 65th birthday, the month of their 65th birthday, and then uh, three months after their 65th birthday is when that open window is for individuals to enroll on time. If they do not enroll on time into Medicare and they do not have what's called creditable coverage, then they are exposed to a lifetime penalty for uh, the cost of Medicare. And so they may have to wait until their initial um, enrollment period to do so. But I also want to alert people before we move on that if they don't enroll on time, there's that 10% base premium penalty, which gets recalculated every year and is subject to the life of the insurance coverage. Some individuals think that it's a one-time late enrollment penalty, et cetera, but I do want to stress that it's for the life of the insurance. Okay, well, and that's very helpful, and that's a good segue into talking about what I mentioned in the introduction about the open enrollment season, which is going on right now, this period between October 15th and December 7th. So kind of a two-part question here now in connection with Medicare uh, open enrollment, because I mentioned this is a time to, to make changes. One If a beneficiary doesn't have any changes to his or her plan, do they need to take any action? And then if they think that they want to make some changes, what do you suggest they think about during this time if maybe changes might be appropriate for them? Absolutely. Um, So the Medicare open enrollment period began October 15th, and it ends December 7th. This right now is the time for Medicare beneficiaries to be able to assess and or change their healthcare coverage. Our team, the VICAP team, which consists of staff and volunteers, can help by conducting counseling sessions and scheduling appointments with individuals to help educate them on how to navigate tools uh, through the Medicare Plan Finder and how they can sort through various websites medicare.gov, so on and so forth, if they're seeking resources to obtain discounts for high prescription drug costs. During and outside of open enrollment, our team 
um, helps individuals research patient assistance programs, which is what we're doing right now, to help reduce a person's health care costs. We also encourage people to remain aware of their prescribed drugs and work with our team to ensure that their drugs are covered by their physicians. Sometimes the formularies change, and although a prescription may have been covered one year, it does not necessarily mean that it'll be covered in the following year, and that's where our team can uh, step in to assist. I recently counseled a client who had Medicare Part D, but one of the prescriptions that she was prescribed wasn't even covered by the prescription drug plan or the formulary that I was just talking about. The sticker price for the cancer drug was about $2,000 a month. We were able to connect, work together, sort through different patient assistance programs, and identified one that met her, her needs. And so I assisted this individual with her consent in completing the application, submitting the application, and uh, luckily it was approved. And so uh, since it was approved, the patient assistance program is going to cover 100% of the cost of the drug, which uh, it yields about $15,000 a year. So in essence, we were able to save the client $15,000 a year for a drug that it would have, have been so expensive and is necessary to maintain uh, her health. So that's one success story out of many of where we've been able to assist individuals especially during the open enrollment period. So that's a critical reason why it's important to make a connection with our program uh, so that we can do an assessment and and or potentially help an individual change um, one of their Medicare drug plans. And can you just mention if a beneficiary doesn't have any changes to the plan, what do they need to do? If they don't if they think they don't have any changes, it's important to make that assessment. The um, drug plans will send what's called an ANOC or an annual notice of change, which is a booklet that obtains information in there about the upcoming changes uh, in the following year. If they're happy with their plan, um, they should still take a look at the annual notice of change or give our office a call because there may be something that they're not aware of. Um, Just in case, because sometimes the doctors jump out of network Sometimes, as I mentioned earlier, prescription drugs aren't covered. It's better to be safe than sorry, and then to get into the following year, which would be 2024, and then discover uh, that there is going to be a change that they were not initially aware of. Michelle, you've been talking already about the various parts of Medicare Part A, B, C, and D. I wanted to talk a little bit or hear more from you about how can beneficiaries determine whether their existing Part C or their D plan actually will meet their needs in the coming year? What what do you tell them that they need to think about? So in addition to the documentation that the um, plans always send, uh, generally now in October, the Medicare plan finder on Medicare.gov, G-O-V is in Victor, is Medicare search tool And that's the tool that our team uses as well to help evaluate coverage. Um, Individuals can go to Medicare.gov, enter in their list of drugs, dosages, frequency, and then choose the pharmacies that they would like to go to to pick up their drugs to evaluate which one 
yields the best cost because all of them may be different. When our team assists uh, Medicare beneficiaries, either by phone or in person, we help to review their coverage to then help them determine which plans are going to yield the highest cost savings, keeping in mind that their prescription drugs uh, need to be on their formulary. Um, during the open enrollment period, this is something that our team assists with and to include helping get individuals connected to the patient assistance programs that I just talked about. And at the end of the day, it's always critical to choose coverage carefully because it can always impact the out-of-pocket costs. So where an individual may get care. So for example, in original Medicare, a beneficiary is covered to go to nearly all of their doctors and all of the hospitals in the country where Medicare uh, is accepted. Sometimes there are plans though that may have network restrictions uh, especially under the umbrella of Medicare Advantage, it just all depends. And so this is why we're here to help counsel and educate and empower individuals across various stages as they're working through this, walking through this journey and through this process. Well, and we're going to talk about Medicare Advantage because I want to hear a little bit more, and I know our, our listeners probably do too. But before I ask that question, I just wanted to step back because another term that we hear about often is Medigap. What does Medigap cover, and how do beneficiaries determine if they need a Medigap plan? Great question. Um, so Medigap plans, uh, sometimes individuals call them Medicare Supplemental Insurance. So Medigap is Medicare Supplement Insurance, and it helps to fill in the gaps that original Medicare does not cover. It is sold by private companies. So our team does a great job in educating beneficiaries on different Medigap plans and policies. And then when they're ready to enroll, make that connection so that they can enroll that way. Um, original Medicare pays for a lot, but not all of the costs are covered under the healthcare services, supplies, et cetera. And so that's where the Medigap policy comes into play to help cover the co-payments, to help cover the co-insurance and deductibles. It's also important to know that um, an individual must have Medicare Part A and Part B as in boy to be able to get a Medigap policy or a Medigap plan. Um, so that is a requirement. It's also important to know that it is against the law for a broker to sell a Medigap policy or a Medicare supplement plan to an individual who has Medicare advantage as well. Um, but Medigap policies can eliminate most of the uh, Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B out-of-pocket costs, which is a win. Um, Medigap also can provide some long-term care coverage, which is also a win. And then Medigap plans can help to cover health care needs when individuals are traveling abroad, which is another win. And now you've mentioned Medicare Advantage plans, and I know right now during this enrollment period, there's a lot of uh, advertisements and other kind of promotional activities going on about Medicare Advantage plans. So explain to, to us what Medicare Advantage plans are, and there may be an array of benefits. What what should um, what should beneficiaries know about the benefits that each of these plans offer? 
Thank you for asking. So Medicare Advantage is what I like to call bundled or an all-in-one alternative to original Medicare. So an individual can choose to have original Medicare with a Part D plan, or they can choose to have a Medicare Advantage plan, but again, not have both. So these bundled plans include Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. Sometimes they have a lower out-of-pocket cost than original Medicare. It just all depends. Um, In some cases, an individual would need to use doctors who are also in the plans network. That is really important because if a person chooses a Medicare Advantage plan and then they make a selection without um, finding out if their doctor accepts the insurance, then that would probably mean that they're going out of network. When they go out of network, the cost can be exorbitantly expensive. So that's something that we always want to drive home so people are aware that if you are choosing a Medicare Advantage plan, please also make sure that the doctors that you go to or will plan to go to accept the coverage so that you won't be billed on the back end. There are plans, Medicare Advantage plans, that offer some extra benefits that original Medicare does not. So, for example, uh, some of the Medicare Advantage plans, and again, all of them are not the same, may offer vision, uh, hearing, or dental services. Uh, You can't buy a Medigap policy if you have a Medicare Advantage plan. We also like to let people know that because providers have the ability and the flexibility and freedom to join or leave a plans network at any time during the year, it's important to keep a pulse on that as well. So if the plan decides to stop participating in Medicare, the individual will be forced to join another Medicare health plan or return to original Medicare. So those are some things to keep in mind. And then finally, although Medicare Advantage plans offer additional benefits, it doesn't necessarily automatically mean that a person is going to be eligible to receive them. And that's really important to know. Well, there's so many terms here, and you're helping us to, to, to understand each of them in connection with Medicare. So I have one more question in terms of a, a term, and that's the Medicare supplement plan. What does that cover, and how does a beneficiary determine if that's the plan that they need? Yes. So a Medigap policy or a plan is the same. It's synonymous as a Medicare supplement plan. And that's the one that I referred to earlier that helps to fill in the gaps that original Medicare does not. And it's also sold by private companies. Okay, that's very helpful. One thing I think that people do need more information about or may be seeking information about is how can beneficiaries find health care providers who accept Medicare? What do they need to know? Mm-hmm. That's a great question because our office is getting more calls and concerns around uh, not finding physicians, geriatric physicians, more specifically in the area who are accepting new patients. Uh, Apparently, the pool is shrinking and there are more doctors that are no longer accepting Medicare. Um, We do look at Medicare.gov. G-O-V is in Victor. Uh, There is a tool on the Medicare.gov's website to help us sift and sort through providers um, that may be accepting new patients. 
but it's also important to give them a call. So there are participating providers who accept Medicare and accept assignment. Um, and if that happens, then that's, of course, a win for the individual. And if, if an individual sees a participating provider, the physician, the Med Medicare would pay 80%, and then the individual will be able to pay 20% of the coinsurance for Medicare-covered services. Um, but again, there are a lot of doctors now who are opting out of the Medicare network, which is causing a bit of a burden on individuals who are turning 65 and need to receive services. Um, so in addition to the physician compare tool that's on Medicare.gov's website, we are instructing people and advising people to maybe instead of looking for a geriatric doctor or physician, to look for internal medicine providers instead. Sometimes some of these offices who have geriatric um, focused physicians may have a uh, physician assistant or a nurse practitioner that an individual can at least initially get connected to until the geriatric provider has openings uh, within the practice. It just all depends. But those are some alternative ways to taking a look at or trying to find a healthcare provider uh, who accepts Medicare. Okay. And I just wanted to add, kind of ask a supplemental question to, to what you were just talking about is if then a physician does accept Medicare, then if they provide a particular service to a, a beneficiary, then does Medicare need to hear from that provider if that particular procedure is medically necessary? That's kind of some key words that I just wanted to hear about. Yes, thank you so much for, for raising that. A very important issue. Um, sometimes there are what's called durable medical equipment or supplies. Um, sometimes a person may be referred to a specialist that also can apply to medication. But across the board, in order for Medicare to provide the 80% coverage for the physician or the medication or the service or the equipment, uh, so on and so forth, then it does need to be deemed medically necessary by the physician. Uh, there has to be a physician's order if the individual or the beneficiary is seeking um, help financially with Medicare to pay for whatever that is. The doctor's uh, visit, the durable medical equipment, the supplies, uh, or the medication. Okay. Yes. Well, that's good to know. Well, we're going to take a short break right now. Uh, in case you tuned in late, we're talking about Medicare and getting an update. We're in the enrollment period right now. And uh, we're listening to Michelle Thomas, who is the coordinator of the Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program, also known as VICAP. And we're going to learn more about VICAP in the second half of this program. But for the time being, we're going to take a short break here for an important message. And you are listening to WERA Arlington 96.7 FM. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. We are talking about Medicare today, and uh, Michelle Thomas, uh, who is with the uh, Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program, and we're going to learn more about VICAP in a few minutes. But Michelle, before we talk about that, help us understand about Medicare. Is that really free health care, or are there associated costs? Um, does it vary depending on where beneficiaries live? What do folks need to know if they're going to enroll in Medicare? Each part of Medicare has different associated costs, and it's different for each individual. The costs can include coinsurances, deductibles, and monthly premiums. Most people uh, don't pay a premium for Medicare Part A, but uh, that just all depends. So this is a portion of Medicare that covers the inpatient hospital treatment that I talked about earlier including the hospital stays and sometimes rehabilitation stays if a doctor deems those services to be medically necessary. Medicare Part B is in boy is the Medicare portion that funds the doctor visits and other related costs. Um, If a person needs to enroll in Medicare Part B because they don't have creditable coverage, they will pay a monthly premium for 2024 Uh, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services released those numbers, the standard premium is going to be $174.70. Some people may pay a higher monthly premium depending on their income. People earning over a certain amount will pay slightly more for Medicare Part B as in boy. And then as with the other aspects of Medicare, Having a Medicare Advantage plan um, doesn't mean that a person will not pay for health care costs at all. Medicare Advantage plans have specific deductibles and co-payments for certain services as well. Um, so people with traditional Medicare policies who want to purchase Medicare Part D as in drug or David from a private insurance company will ha- also have to pay a monthly premium for their prescription costs. And the costs Um, You know, they all depend. So the standard uh, premium for uh, Medicare Part B is is what I just talked about, if we can just transition into the cost for Medicare. Um, And for Medicare Part D, in Arlington, Virginia specifically, but across uh, Virginia as a a state, there has been a slight increase in the cost for Medicare Part D. on the for the monthly premiums more specifically. So these do change every single year and sometimes go up between two to five percent. It just all depends. And I just wanted to kind of follow up uh, since this program may broadcast in other parts of the country than uh, the beneficiaries who are living in wherever, the West Coast or the South, they might also have some variation in the cost of their uh, premiums? Yes, that's that's correct. And going back to the Medicare.gov uh, plan finder is a good next step. Um, but then also looking at the specific website for whatever plan that they're considering. So, for example, if they're wanting to look at Anthem, WellCare, uh, so on and so forth, we actually help individuals go directly to those websites to read over the program materials and information so that they can have more of an actual cost 
of what those uh, plan numbers are going to look like in their respective area. Okay. Well, you had mentioned uh, about 2024, and we're always interested in knowing what new terms might be coming up or something else that we that that uh, beneficiaries should know about. So is there any new provisions within Medicare that folks need to, to know about um, the, for the coming year? Great question. Well, outside of the costs that are, of course, always changing for each part of Medicare, I do want to highlight a couple of things that are really important for 2024 and beyond. So starting in 2024, uh, individuals with Medicare who have incomes of up to 150% of the federal poverty level um, will then have the ability to have access to full benefits under the Medicare Part D, as in David or drug, low-income subsidy program. So the low-income subsidy program, or what some people call the extra help program, helps people pay with limited income or resources to help lower their prescription drug costs more specifically. Um, so right now they have what's called a um, an LIS benefit. The law eliminates the partial LAS benefits. So some individuals have the ability to get enrolled in the partial benefit. Starting in 2024, the partial benefit will be eliminated and individuals, again, whose income is up to 150% of the federal poverty level will be able to, to gain access to the full benefit, which again reduces their Medicare Part D as in David drug costs. Um, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 is something very important that I also want to bring people's attention to uh, because there are a lot of wonderful changes that have come down the pike and will continue to do so over the next few years. But the Inflation Reduction Act, which is now law, um, has a lot of provisions in it, which includes that uh, there, there, there's a requirement that the federal government um, is going to be able to negotiate prices for some drugs that are covered under Medicare Part B as in boy and Medicare Part D as in David, with the highest total spending uh, beginning in 2026. The Inflation Reduction Act is also capping out-of-pocket spending for Medicare Part D as in David enrollees beginning next year in 2024. Um, it's also going to limit cost sharing for insulin and reduce it to $35 for people with Medicare. That actually started this year, but it's going to continue. Um, the Inflation Reduction Act is also going to eliminate the cost sharing for adult vaccines that are covered under Medicare Part D as in David. And then I did just talk about the um, extra help and or all, what's also known as the low income subsidy, those changes under the IRA or the Inflation Reduction Act are going to begin in 2024. Wow, you have so many things to, to tell us. And so I think it's a good time right now for you to talk about the program that you represent, uh, which is, again, the Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program, also known as VICAP. And I understand that it's tied to the federal state health insurance program. And 
talk a little bit more about that and then kind of expand, and because I'm sure, again, if listeners are in other parts of the country besides Virginia, are there so-called assistance programs, counseling and assistance programs in other parts of the country? Are they called the same? How can they find out about that? What should folks know? So the Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program also known as VICAP, is in the state of Virginia. So it's Virginia's state health insurance program or SHIP, the state health insurance program. The VICAP program provides free, unbiased, confidential Medicare counseling uh, and in my office specifically to Arlington County residents. We counsel individuals on all parts of Medicare Um, with the overarching goal of being able to educate and empower individuals to make informed decisions about their health care choices. We also offer guidance and assist people with filing appeals, knowing their rights and applying for assistance programs that helps to lower the cost of their out-of-pocket Medicare expenses, which includes or can include prescription drugs. Um, The state health insurance program, also known as SHIP, is national. Um, So it's across 50 states, uh, including all the territories. So VICAP is a subset of the state health insurance and assistance program that's nationwide. There are different uh, programs located in each state and jurisdiction. They all have a different name, but in essence, the overarching goal is to provide Medicare counseling Uh, to individuals within their respective jurisdictions. We're blessed to have a team of staff and also volunteers to help us fulfill the mission mission and the vision. And we're in a great place because we love to be able to help to serve individuals who have Medicare. And two things. One, if people want to find out about how to get in touch with uh, with you uh, at the at VICAP, but if they are elsewhere in the country, is there a larger uh, website where folks can log on and uh, find out what a similar program is uh, in their geographic area? Absolutely. So for Arlington County, individuals would call 703-228-1725. If you're outside of Arlington County and you're looking for a state health insurance and assistance program in your state or locality, you can call the national number at 1-877-839-2675. Again, it's 1-877-839-2675. And is there a website also? Shiphelp.org. And you've been talking, you talked a little bit already, Michelle, about the VICAP services. Are there certain services that are not provided? Absolutely. Um, Medicare, although Medicare does provide a lot of wonderful services, there are indeed services like vision. Um, And it also depends too, Cheryl, because some of these um, services that I'm about to talk about are not covered under original Medicare. Some of the Medicare Advantage programs do cover uh, things that are limited, like maybe dental work um, or vision screenings. It just all depends. Because there are um, more than 20 Medicare Advantage plans, they're all different. So taking a hard look at 
what they cover is essential. Um, but original Medicare doesn't cover things like acupuncture. It doesn't cover things like dental care or vision. But there may be some Medicare Advantage plans, on the other hand, that it does cover that. I also want to alert people and let people know that our counselors do undergo a um, extensive certification process um, to be able to do the work that we do, and we are not insurance brokers. So while we provide free unbiased counseling, on the other hand, when it comes to um, you know people who sell Medicare Advantage plans or Medigap policies, we are not a broker. We are not, you know, we don't have a team of brokers and we do not sell insurance. So that's also another key important factor for individuals to be able to know as well. And if I or somebody that I know wants to get in touch with you, talk us through kind of what happens. Do do we, we call this number and do we make, make an appointment? How do the VICAP counselors help Medicare beneficiaries navigate Medicare? What's the process and is there a fee? So there is no fee for the service that our team provides uh, because we're, again, we're not brokers. So VICAP is, uh, and also SHIP, is grant funded which makes our services free. So the grant funding that we receive makes our services free. Individuals who contact our office are provided with information and resources from certified Medicare trained counselors about the steps that they need to take to be able to enroll in Medicare, um, discuss Medicare coverage, filing appeals, financial assistance, and things of that nature. For our office in Arlington County, when individuals call, you can call the 703-228-1725 line or send us an email at medicarehelp at arlingtonva.us. That is the first step in getting in the door uh, to then schedule an appointment. Of course, individuals are welcome to, and we have individuals scheduling virtually or in person. We have also set up a series of what's called open enrollment clinics where we do meet people face-to-face, a series of individuals in one given day to help them walk through uh, the Medicare landscape and to understand their needs. But contacting our office by email or phone is the first step in the process. We do have an individual that will then reach out to them to discuss their need or concern. They would then fill out what's called intake paperwork And then we would move forward to scheduling an appointment to meet them virtually or in person to advance to the next steps. Would you also advise, Michelle, that when people make an appointment with one of the VICAP counselors, they do a little preparation themselves in terms of what they currently have for in their Medicare plan. And so they are prepared because I was assuming that maybe there's a limited time in which counselors are available for an appointment. How can they best prepare? So bringing their insurance cards uh, would be a great first step. Uh, Completing the intake paperwork is also vitally important and would be very helpful. Um, if because within the, the intake paperwork, there is a list of questions that requires them to provide their demographic information, but it also requires them to list um, their prescriptions, for example, the dosages and frequencies 
it's also really important for them to uh, be knowledgeable about the physicians that they see or that they may want to see along with the insurances that they're considering. So if they're looking to switch, having some knowledge base around which plans they're considering um, as well as what their out-of-pocket costs are, are critical and a great way for us to help to advance to the next step because you're right, appointments are generally scheduled for one hour. They can extend, it just all depends depending on the situation and circumstance, but uh, we do try to maximize the time by them having that information coming in the front door or sending it in advance is helpful in moving the process along. Okay, you had mentioned a little bit earlier about uh, there are costs associated with Medicare. I'm also familiar with the Medicare savings programs. Uh, talk more about that. Is that what's uh, the kind of financial assistance that's available for older adults who can't afford to enroll in Medicare? And yes. How would they apply? So the Medicare savings programs uh, are great for individuals who are eligible to assist them in paying for their Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B premiums. To qualify for a Medicare savings program, an individual must meet their income and asset thresholds that have to be met uh, for most. uh, So when it comes to Medicaid, Medicaid is the front door, if you will, to a Medicare savings program. Uh, So it's important for an individual to take a look at those numbers. We can also do that as well because they change every year. But the benefit of the Medicare savings program is that it helps to reduce the out-of-pocket costs for Medicare, which is uh, wonderful if a person is eligible and qualifies. The first step in qualifying for a Medicare savings program is to apply for Medicaid, and then the determination will be uh, made from there. You mentioned earlier, uh, Michelle, about the the low-income assistance program. I was wondering if there's any caveats then associated with that, because obviously there you've talked earlier now about deadlines and late fees uh, that might be applicable. If a person qualifies for the low-income assistance program, do the same Medicare rules for beneficiaries apply to those who are enrolled in, in the low-income assistance program? So it all depends. I mean, anyone who has Medicare uh, can get the Medicare prescription drug uh, coverage once they're eligible. Some people with limited resources and income also may be able to get the extra help that I talked about earlier that's offered through Social Security Administration. That could help to reduce the cost of their out-of-pocket Medicare expenses. That would be one of the assistance programs. Um, The extra help, if you recall, helps to pay for the Medicare Part D drug costs, Um, and it's a benefit. So if individuals are eligible and qualify for it, it can help to save them $5,000 or more every year on their out-of-pocket costs. Um, If an individual uh, gets extra help, then it also helps to waive what's called the Part D penalty. But yes, there are other programs that can help to reduce the cost of uh, medications or Medicare overall, including 
the patient assistance programs as is one example as well. So sometimes individuals can get connected to a PAP or a patient assistance program, and it also can help reduce the cost of uh, Medicare. Medicaid, which is also state-based, is another benefit program that can help to reduce the, the out-of-pocket costs of Medicare as well. So they all have uh, different uh, standards and um, it's important to take a look at the individual programs to then dwindle it down to start taking a look at what their requirements are to see if an individual is eligible and can proceed to that next step. Another good reason to get in touch with VICAP counselors to help them um, be aware of all this information. One aspect, too, that may come up is a beneficiary might have an appeal about a bill or a service that um, that they've received uh, for a particular service. What's that process if, if they feel that uh, Medicare should have paid and didn't or the physician didn't get paid? What do they need to know? So if a person has a bill that they want to appeal, um, that's fine. It's, it's good to keep abreast of documentation um, so that you can understand what's written on the documentation and then of course how to advance in the next to the next steps. Beneficiaries, I mean we encourage beneficiaries to take a look at their what's called a Medicare summary notice or MSN that comes every three months and it shows all of the items and services that regarding the providers, the suppliers um, that are billed to Medicare within that three month period. It also tells an individual how much Medicare has paid and how much uh, they may owe. So if an individual wants to uh, disagree or if an individual disagrees with the decision, they can then move forward to file an appeal, which should be done uh, in about 120 days of the date that the Medicare summary notice was received by the beneficiary. There's guidance on where to send a written request um, that's on the MSN that beneficiaries should view and follow. Our team can also assist with that process as well, um, just in case it gets a little bit more extensive. But we do encourage beneficiaries to keep a copy of everything that they send to Medicare, which may need to be included in part of that appeals process. Um, and then individuals will generally get a decision within 60 uh, calendar days after they've received the request to appeal. And we're getting close to the end of the program, but a few more questions, I, uh, one of which is something that we are all so mindful of now, and that's scams and frauds. The, this activity seems to be rampant, and oftentimes uh, target audience are older adults. So tell us about the Senior Medicare Patrol. What scams or frauds should Medicare beneficiaries know about uh, that might be associated with with the program? So the Senior Medicare Patrol uh, consists of a group of volunteers and volunteer organizations. It's funded by the uh, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, or HHS, and their team educates older adults on ways to prevent, detect, and report Medicare Medicaid fraud, error, and abuse. Um, scams, there are many scams that are out here, of course, related to COVID-19 um, testing, 
romance scams, uh, the list goes on. Uh, fraudsters are always attempting to bill Medicare for sham tests or treatments uh, related to COVID-19, which started a few years ago, and unfortunately, it's continuing. Um, we've also seen an uptick in hospice scams as well, uh, or durable medical equipment scams, uh, scams related to the improper billing of ambulance rides and things of that nature. So if a person has Medicare, they can protect their identity and also help to prevent healthcare fraud by, of course, guarding their Medicare card and keeping it close to them like they would their own credit card. Identity theft um, is also uh, something that people should remain abreast of because Medicare numbers uh, can be stolen, have been stolen, uh, and that's why we encourage people to guard their Medicare card as if they were um, protecting their uh, protecting a credit card. Um, there are many other scams that are out here, telehealth fraud, uh, the list goes on. But we do encourage people to, um, if they have concerns, of course, contact our office to uh, talk with us about it, but also to make uh, claims to the Federal Trade Commission uh, by calling one 382 And then, of course, contacting their senior Medicare patrol office who fights fraud by calling 1-877-808-2468. Okay. One more quick question is that you had mentioned about the volunteers with VICAP. Um, you want to promote uh, the possibility? Do you need more volunteers? What uh, what can people do uh, if they're interested? And, you know, what are the requirements? Absolutely. Um, thanks for asking. So, uh, the VACAP team or SHIP, the SHIP network, uh, does the work that we do with the help of volunteers. We couldn't do the work that we do without them. Um, if individuals are interested uh, in volunteering with their Arlington County office, they can call 703-228-1725. Volunteers uh, should have flexibility during business hours uh, because we do not provide um most of the time, we don't provide assistance like in the evenings and on weekends. We do seek, um, a, there's a larger need for bilingual volunteers to be able to serve a broader brush of the community. So if individuals have, uh, uh, you know, are able to speak another language, that is something that is a higher need as well. Counselors are required to take a state exam annually. So after the initial exam, they have to take the uh, state exam every year to remain certified, uh, which is important to know. Our team does provide the support um, and opportunities of where individuals can shadow other volunteers, as well as myself as the team lead. Uh, and then of course we encourage uh, resource sharing, and then the participation in outreach events as well, which helps to shore up the Medicare language and then, of course, increase the knowledge base around this topic. Any final resources that you want to share with us again? Absolutely. Um, so many individuals can look at uh, resources 
like the Medicare and You handbook um, that is on Medicare.gov. And uh, of course, our team can also send the, the hard copies by mail if people want to call us and, and request it. We also uh, like to encourage people to contact uh, 1-800-MEDICARE if there is a need during the evening and or weekends. They do have availability and agents that can answer calls 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and then, of course, I do want to leave the National State Health Insurance and Assistance Program one more time in case individuals want to get in touch with the program in their respective state or locality. They can do so by calling 1-877-839-2675. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It's a pleasure to join you again on Aging Matters. Okay. Well, I want to thank Michelle Thomas, coordinator of the Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program, for joining me today. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's nice to have you on the show again. And to learn more about Aging Matters, you can visit our website, which is agingmattersonline.com. And of course, at that site, you can access all of the Aging Matters radio and TV show content, as well as log on to the Aging Matters podcast on Apple and Spotify. Also want to thank Ink Mouth Media for helping to produce this show today. Very, very much appreciated. Thank you for listening to Aging Matters again today. And remember, age is just a number, not a label. I'll be back again with you next week. 